wherever in this glorious world you're listening in from, welcome back to the Who Are You to Lead Anyway podcast for Mastering Skills to Navigate Leadership in Life, Episode 10. First, I want to share with you that this podcast has been such a labor of love and a fun learning journey for me. And I want to celebrate two specific milestone moments with you. Last week was our 10th episode, including the trailer, and there have been over 200 downloads, which is amazing. And I specifically want to thank those of you who have reached out to me directly, provided your input, feedback, ideas, shared the podcast with new leaders or your people, the people in your world. Your messages provide me so much encouragement and joy. It's also been really impactful to hear how I can help you in a more direct way. For example, the last episode on feedback and how some of those episodes have been shared with others experiencing the same thing. And by you doing so, those individuals are also able to gain value from my work. So you know who you are, and I appreciate you from the bottom of my heart, and let's keep it going. (laughs) So if you've been listening from the beginning, you have heard me say before, the world of work is changing, and this is why I need your help. My secret desire is to be the coach in your pocket every week, offering tools, making it easier to navigate and lead yourselves and your teams in a way where you can be true and authentic to who you are as a leader, learning to do things your way. Now, a couple of weeks ago, I think I mentioned that I spent two days in San Francisco at a conference with industry icons, leading luminaries, world-class coaches, innovative executives, and renowned researchers and scientists in the field of human transformation. It was amazing. And while some of what I learned wasn't a surprise to me, given my work, and it might not be to you either, the combination of the insights that I took away is timely and critical for new leaders, regardless of your industry or your location. So today, I want to share some of those key insights, how they apply to you as a new leader, and five ways that can help you lead more effectively. So let's get started. So if you could imagine for a moment sitting in front of a large screen, we're going to create four trend lines. So the first two will be labeled inflation and burnout, and they are on the rise. Then imagine productivity and resilience, the other two labels, and those are on the decline. Now, over the last two years, two and a bit years with the pandemic, those factors are heading together. Without intervention, those factors are unfavorable from a workforce perspective. And without awareness to that or intervention, we're headed for a bit of a collision. So according to Gallup, 70% of the workforce at a whole is disengaged. 55% of managers are disengaged. That could be you. And only 1 in 10 managers have the natural talent to manage, much less be expected to lead, mentor, develop, and retain talent. So right now, people don't have the capacity for more change and uncertainty. Yet, change, like death and taxes, are the only other things that are guaranteed in life. So we need to be more intentional given change is a constant and create a more agile, not fragile mindset. I loved that little tidbit from the conference. So we can become more resilient for ourselves, our families, and our workplaces. The number one predictor of peak performance is mindset. What does that mean? 
there was an interesting discovery in the data and it showed a superpower amongst top performers. And that superpower is optimism. Now, Oxford's dictionary uh, defines, not refines, (laughs) defines optimism as a hopefulness and a confidence about the future or the successful outcome of something. So my guess is, if you're listening to this podcast, you may already be aware of this. And if you are, you know now that it's a superpower. If the superpower of optimism doesn't resonate with you, it is a skill you can cultivate. So not all is lost. You can train your brain to see things differently and to give you some language to put around it for yourself. This is called learn, learned optimism. It's the work of Dr. Martin Seligman, the follower, Seligman, <laughs> my tongue t- I'm a little bit tongue tied today, the father of positive psychology. And he has spent decades of his work researching and trying to find out why some people maneuver through their lives so much more easily than others. He digs into why optimists are healthier, happier, and more successful people than pessimists, and how both learned attitudes, how both are learned attitudes, and what you can do to become an optimist yourself. Now, I've linked up a summary in the show notes that I know you will find helpful because building those psychological muscles helps us prepare for change, helps us prepare our brains for change. And personally, I can tell you that optimism is one of my values, and I didn't always see things this way. So I'm a little bit of living proof for you. Why is this important? Mindsets can be contagious, and yours impacts the people that work for you. So when you foster curiosity, hope, and resilience, you're in a position to be an amplifier of change. Given where we are from a workplace perspective, you're in the unique position of becoming a leader of transformational change. So right now, new leaders matter so much that at the conference, they cited 2023 as the year of the new leader. And there are basic skills you need that you might not have. So what are they? First, the top three capabilities from top-ranking leaders globally are focus, alignment, and strategic planning. The top three areas new leaders need support in are leadership effectiveness, mental fitness, and connection and belonging. It may not be all of that surprising to you, but I will be talking more about these three areas of support in upcoming episodes. But today, I want to share some of my thoughts and feelings with you around what this means for new leaders, because I've been thinking about this a lot. (laughs) So over the last three years, working with hundreds of leaders in 18 countries, hearing their stories and coaching them on their challenges, these insights resonate so deeply with where we are in the workplace right now. This is what makes the work that I felt so called to do since the onset of the pandemic so important and why I felt so strongly about it to leave my corporate job at Coach Leaders full-time. To help you gain a new perspective and find choices you might not have seen otherwise is incredibly important. It's also the main reason I created this podcast, to act as a lighthouse for you by offering you hope, light, and safety as you navigate this new world of work for yourself. I will be covering mental fitness and offering tools to build your own mental muscle 
to help you handle challenging situations with more ease and less angst. I have used these tools, just so you know, and these techniques since my late 20s and early 30s, and they have been life-changing for me. Now, I teach these concepts and tools to my clients, and they've found it life-changing for them as well. There is a lot of responsibility on new leaders like you right now, specifically those taking on new roles for the first time. And if you're listening to this in real time or in the future, you are one of those leaders. And your mindset about your work, your team, and your organization is key to your success. You are a very you are in a very impactful role, and you might not have all of the support you need quite yet. So as a leader, I know you and my clients feel pressured to deliver business results. And here's what I can tell you. Working harder or redoubling your effort or working longer hours isn't the sustainable answer. All that does is put a band-aid on the problem and creates negative feelings within you, such as frustration, stress, and over time can lead to resentment and to the burnout. So the trend line that's trending up. And when we take when we take a mindset comprised of this dynamic of how we think and feel about things that don't serve us, the action we take from that energy is not effective or clear as it could be at leading ourselves and others. I will talk about more more about this in a minute. And over time with these thinking patterns, it's not surprising that we become disengaged and feel less empowered to do great work. So what can you do? First, I want to normalize this information by saying that nothing has gone wrong. Where we are in this moment is a culmination of things, and there's a pro and a con to everything. And how you look at things or ride the waves of change is your differentiator. As I say this, I'm reminded of something that I used to say to my kids all the time, which is a Henry Ford quote, whether you believe you can or whether you believe you can't, you're right. So we might as well believe that there's something positive that can come from where we are in this moment. Now, having said that, I invite you to pause and reflect on what you've heard so far that might feel true for you and consider how and what you can change and adapt in small ways to get the most out of yourself and of your team. A good reminder here is that your learning journey and your team's individual learning journeys will be different because the lived experiences, mindsets, attitudes, beliefs, skills, talents, and abilities are unique. As the leader, your role is to enable them to do their best work. And when you do that, you are enabled to do yours. So I can hear you asking, how do I do this, Cynthia? Well, I'm glad you asked. (laughs) So I want to offer you five ways to get more out of yourself and of your team. Now, the most powerful way I could think of to start is to offer for you how to reframe how you as the leader see things. So for example, right now you could be thinking, this sounds like a lot of work. (laughs) You might be thinking, this is horrible. And it might bring up feelings of being stressed and depressed. And you might think, holy cow, nothing is going to get any better. So I want to offer, just notice, your brain is doing its job by choosing its default and negative position 
to keep you safe and in your comfort zone. Once you notice and acknowledge this, you can ask, what would I rather think and feel about this circumstance or the situation I find myself in? You could think, this is a great opportunity to cultivate optimism, build my mental muscles, and feel excited to create a positive change that I can lead. Just notice the difference in how you feel when you think these two different ways. This energy is really different, and this is the power of one thought. You could also think, I'm so glad that I have Coach Cynthia in my pocket because she's got me covered, and feel relief. (laughs) And you would be right, because I do. That is my plan. I'm committed to it. I promise you that, and I would love it if you could think this. Now, there's an article by Forbes called Reframing a Path Forward for Leaders, and I think it's, I, I will link it in the show notes. And it says, good reframing tones down negative blaming or critical statements, shifts the lens from a negative to a positive outlook, and shifts from past to future. I think you'll find the article really useful, and it's something that I would encourage you to share and discuss with your team. When we talk about things, we have a little bit more power in what we can do about things. Now, another way that you could make a small change is to review and or commit to the or recommit <laughs> to the top priorities within your team and your and your boss to ensure that everyone is on the same page. If you haven't listened yet, I did share how to do this in episode five. So feel free to go back and take a listen. The third way is to set or reset clear expectations based on the roles and responsibilities with your team and your boss. Clear expectations ensures everyone on the team is heading in the same direction, working at the right level, and doing the work to support those priorities. Now, the fourth way is to assess the skill and will of your resources with a simple framework. So using four quadrants, you can learn who to guide, who to challenge, whom to direct, and whom to motivate. This can help you decide and determine the appropriate course of action for a scope of work, a task, or a particular role. And this framework is really simple to use. And I want to give you a quick hack here. Your team members individually can also use it to self-assess where they think they fit, which is empowering for them. Now this brings me to the last way that you can get more out of your team and of yourself. You can become super aware of the number of people and the things that you say yes to and know your no's. Knowing your no's is easier for you when you're clear on your priorities. So if you're not clear on the no's, you can engage yourself in a dialogue about what it means for the team and the business in order to say yes to another priority. In other words, if you say yes to something else, consider what is it you could say no to. Now, I think there are a lot of gold nuggets in this episode, and my intention was to use the top three capabilities to hone in on the first gap area of leadership effectiveness. When leaders make small changes and execute on a consistent basis over time, these are little 1% improvements, you become the most effective leader by being more focused, more aligned, and strategic. Now, I want to offer also that working with a coach can help you work through your unique challenges and create results you want. 
Coaching is more than a game changer. It's a life changer. And I'm creating a new program right now that you will be hearing more about over the coming weeks. But I did want to offer that. So in the meantime, I would invite you to imagine today's episode as a little bit of a buffet. I'm inviting you to come to the table, choose what sounds or seems delicious to you to explore, and enjoy exploring it for yourself. Until next time, I will see you next week. Take care and make it a great one. Bye. Thanks for listening. Your feedback is a gift. Please rate and review with your honest opinion. Subscribe and share with your colleagues, especially if you've worked with me and found value in the work we've done together. Connect with me in my favorite places, LinkedIn and Instagram. My website is Cynthia Jamison Coach, all lowercase, all one word, dot C-A. Until next time, make it a great week.